Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, a psychic, medium, and good witch, and your host for this hour journey into the other world. You might recognize me from my regular appearances on Ghost Adventures with Zach and the Guys or other shows, or my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World. This is The Witching Hour. This is my baby. <laughs> what is the witching hour, you may say? Well, it's actually late at night, some say midnight, some say 3 a.m., when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest and magic happens. Well, this witching hour is whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast or watching this podcast. So now is the witching hour. I bring you my lifetime of spiritual experiences, education, but mostly I bring you amazing guests, guests who are the best in their field in metaphysics, the occult, science, astrology, and all things mystical. Um, anyway, and today's guest is no exception. I am so proud. I am just meeting her and I already fall in love with her and it's been two or three minutes by now. So let me introduce you to Dana Masson. Dana is, she wears many hats, which I like a lot. She's an animator, a teacher, a wife, a mom, a witch, a medium, and a high priestess. She started out in her teens and twenties in Toronto, Canada as an actor and a dancer and she was first drawn to computer animation when she saw Pixar's Toy Story in the theater. Now she's a 20 plus year veteran animator and continues to freelance and teach young animators. After moving to Massachusetts in her 30s, she found herself drawn to a pagan meetup group and has been studying and practicing the craft for over 12 years now. She's a second degree high priestess in the spirit of the wolf tradition, eclectic Wicca. She's currently working on a third degree and first degree priestess in the temple of witchcraft and practicing in mediumship development circles and working in paranormal investigations. So we have a lot in common. Perhaps not unsurprisingly, her mundane art career and magical art career inform each other quite often. Still constantly studying and learning, she adores finding that the more new things she discovers, the tighter the web is worn, woven. Welcome, Dana. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, thanks. So I love it. I love that you're very eclectic in your work. I love that you're an artist. I, sadly, I have no art ability, but I'm the biggest art appreciator. I'm actually on the, uh, the board of the Hollywood Arts Council, where we support the arts in all forms right here in Hollywood. Everything from bringing art into kids' schools and to, to supporting arts and the theater and film and everything else. But I love that you also, you consider you're a mentor and a teacher in this area, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, and I, like um, you were saying in my little bio there, I have uh, an acting and dance background um, from early on. And uh, I use that a lot, obviously, with animation and uh, teaching um, new animators how to bring characters to life. That is beautiful. So... Um, I think again, artists and then getting into the spiritual realm, pagans have very much because we're very the right brain and we're able to dance between that right brain and the left brain. Yeah. It kind of developed that more than most. I really like what you said about how your your careers inform each other. What does that mean? Well, I just find all this crossover that happens that um, you know, at first blush, it seemed like it wouldn't really go that way you know like if you just sort of think of the, the differences between the two things um being a priestess and being uh, uh an animator um but i mean i use the skills from one for the other all the time and uh, i also find interestingly and this is something that really 
took me by surprise and it took me a while to take it seriously. But um, I do find that I get lots of very strong spiritual messages through animated movies. Uh, there are certain things that speak to me and um, uh, and I'm getting tingles right now talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I guess that's my language, right? So spirit knows how to, you know, get some messages through to me and animated movies is one way <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and then giving them as well. What, don't you say, don't you put your magic into what you animate and what you do? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I've uh, kind of gotten into a, a state when I do like hand-drawn artwork. Um, I really kind of let myself go into a meditation when I do it. Uh, it's brought something complete, completely new into uh, my art style uh, that I, you know, was. It feels like something that I've been kind of searching for for almost since I started drawing. Um, is starting to come out now that I have this kind of spiritual connection that I tap into. It's really interesting. And I've uh, also started writing some music, um, which uh, is totally a new thing for me. But um, I had I, I, the two songs that I've written, I'm quite proud of. Um, and uh, I really want to write more. But it's kind of the same thing, just like feeling that energy flow and just letting the words come out and feeling that form into melodies. And it all just kind of you know, I let it, I just kind of follow the flow and it's, it's an amazing thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what, if, if again, this world, if we could all go with that, let from the inside out, letting it happen, that's what our evolution is going to be. You know, hopefully that's what it is. And I love, yes, there is super spiritual messages in animation. My gosh, that's some of our best and biggest messages. It always has been in a sense, um, and I, wh- why I think that is so cool is it gets to a whole audience who wouldn't go to some kind of a spiritual gathering or a pagan gathering True. or anything else. It gets to, that's how I sort of feel about some of the TV stuff I do. Um, you, well, including ghost adventures a little bit, but when I do kind of considered much sillier reality shows like Bad Girls Club, a bunch of little urban girls beating each other up in, in a house <laughs> stuck together or Nicole Richie show or pit boss, you know, a, you know, a little person with pitbull, but yeah. it's, again, you're getting to this audience and you still get to bring your magic. You get to bring, even if it's a little light bulb go off, you know, if I'm teaching the bad girls, how to, they don't have to fight in their house and how to put energy in to do something. Right. It's like, it's, it's cool. I like it. It's better than sitting on a pulpit and going, isn't this grand? It's getting get yeah. down, down into it. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Definitely. So um, I love that. I, I think there's a difference of West Coast and East Coast. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's all merging right now because we all live on Zoom and where you are doesn't matter anymore, which we'll get into True. that. <laughs> but I love it's everybody I know, like you, pagans and East Coast pagans have second degrees and third degrees and first degrees and this and that. And, and kind of in L.A., we're just I'm a witch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of eclectic. I don't know. I got some. I got some Wicca. I, I got some ceremonial. I'm a little bit traditional. Yeah, I got some Southern conjure. I'm all like, and but I was like, yeah. oh wow, I, I need some numbers after my name. I've been doing this since I was a baby, <laughs> studying it, practicing. I was like, I got no numbers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting because um, studying uh, in different traditions can also um open up new things too like um studying with christopher penzak from uh temple of witchcraft um brought a a whole new kind of uh almost like more cerebral um approach where there's a, a lot of um analytical thinking and a lot of 
um, sort of researching and reading and um, discovering uh, a lot of history of uh, different traditions. Like, you know, he really covers a lot um, of stuff in his course, but uh, definitely I think the main, th the biggest thing that I learned from his course was um, really how to go deep inside and do some mm -hmm. awesome shadow work. And that's been a huge thing for me and it's really changed my life. Um, and uh, so that it's it's just a, a different approach than uh, the uh, spirit of the wolf tradition, which is what I practice and belong to. That's in my coven is that tradition. Um, and um, it's it's different, but they're they both are so compatible. And I love being able to apply and use, you know, some things that I learned from Christopher in my self practice and in my practice with my coven, too. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I, I study with everything and with everybody and I draw from everybody and I put it in one big cauldron. It's like a big stew. And yes, and yes, it, exactly. And I, <laughs> I think that's what's sort of good, you know, generalization of what paganism is. It's not like you're right and you're wrong and I'm only one right. What a yeah. lot of belief systems and religions do. It's like you're right and you're right and you're right and we're right and it's all good. So that, right. you know, there's yeah. not that kind of, it's all encompassing. So the more you know, and again, it's like, I will keep studying. It's like, okay, I, I don't, what do I not know? I, I don't know anything about Peruvian shamanism. So I'll study with a Peruvian shaman for six months. How much of it I use? I don't know. They're, they're, they use a lot of rocks, not even just crystals, just a lot of rocks, but I like the Jaguar medicine. You know, if I ever get to Peru to do a whole, you know, ayahuasca thing, I know what I'm doing. So it's, it's again, it's just, yeah. it's putting them in a little database. I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's just such a, a great, um, a great way to, to, you know, just expand your knowledge of other cultures too. And um, uh, something that I'm a, a huge proponent of is um, finding the connections that we have as humans, um, you know, in in all different ways, but uh, especially in spiritual ways. And uh, um, just, you know, finding all of those commonalities between different religions and different deities and, you know, different traditions. Um, I just love f that feeling of, you know, finding that human unit unity um, instead of looking at all our differences, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, if that's what the whole world could do, we'd be a whole different planet. <laughs> I so uh, we're, we're very much, as soon as I even felt your energy, I knew we're very much the same. I'm the same way. The, my, one of my gifts is seeing energy, seeing the through line of, and the, if I take whatever the words are, regular religion, Judeo-Christian, or even yeah. my grandfather was this very famous psychoanalyst, athe atheist, practically evangelical atheist. He hung out with Carl Sagan, Isaac Asimov, all these very academic people. Wow. And, and he thought anything of religion was a weakness, though he studied every religion. So I'm like him, but the opposite, where he saw the, the, the through line and everything, but it's fake. I see the through line and everything and it's all the same. It's almost just like a different template you put on top. Okay, you yeah, hang Odin yeah. from the tree and you hang Jesus from the tree and you hang yeah. so-and-so from the tree. It's if you don't know, if, if you don't matter if it's a real story or not, it's the, it's the meaning behind it. And the meaning behind all, that's where we have Absolutely. these beautiful through lines. It's Absolutely. great. And you're and right. It's if amazing we can... how in some ancient cultures that would have had zero way to communicate with each other in different parts of the planets. Yeah. They have similar creation myths and similar gods and goddesses and, and traditions. And it's just it, and they're, they're so similar, you know, yeah. so that, that really speaks to that, you know, connection to the same source that we all have. 
yeah, whatever template you put on it or whatever words yeah, you happen to use. Like, so totally. That's, I think that's great. So what do you think of, um, again, you're living in this world, you're parents in this world, what we're going through right now. What do you, do you think, do you see a big picture of what we're going through this pandemic as we go into this new age? What's your thoughts uh, on that? My thoughts about it, I actually wrote a song about it at the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. <laughs> um, because we were just about to celebrate uh, Beltane and, you know, we had obviously everything had gotten shut down by Beltane and it was, everybody was so sad that we had to, because um, we always have a big maypole and, you know, okay. it's, our, our celebration is so much fun and um everybody was very sad. So I sat down and I started writing some poetry about it and it turned into a song, but my, my, uh, stream of consciousness that ended up coming out about the whole thing was that, um, this whole year, this whole past year has been a process of, uh, of, uh, labor and rebirth. Like mm -hmm. it's, and birth of course is very painful, um, for everybody involved. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I feel like there is something new and beautiful that's going to come on the other side. And I feel like we're almost past the hardest part of it. I kind of feel like that um, uh, by Sawin, maybe we will be past the hardest parts. Um, but it's really just like you could feel Mother Earth kind of um, just going through the contractions and... Um, and everybody is, you know, we, we ended up going to sleep when and hibernating when we should have been waking up. So it was all backwards, right? It was all backwards uh, for the season and it was just the strangest thing. So I, you know, I just kind of felt like, well, and I actually had done a meditation not too long before that uh, for part of my coursework for uh, Temple of Witchcraft, where I had gone down to the underworld and there was um, the goddess there with a message for me. And I noticed that everything down there was like dead, like the trees were no leaves. There wasn't snow or anything, but it was just like everything was asleep. Um, and I thought how odd it was that I was meeting a goddess who was very young and she felt like she should have been springtime, but she was in this environment, but it was okay that the feeling of it was okay, even though it was off. So then after all of this started and I kind of connected that, you know, the season seemed reversed, um, that we were going, going into a, a hibernation state instead of waking up after the winter, um, I remembered that meditation and I thought, wow, what a, what an amazing prophecy I got from that, that, you know, yes, we're going to be in this sleepy state, but, uh, it's, everything is okay, but it's okay. You know? So I, she was just like hanging out down there and, and just waiting for it all to pass, so to speak, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where we're at. And it's just the beginning of this whole new age. Um, and I, I feel like there's been a ton of spiritual awakening happening over this past year, a ton, um, just like really rapid. I went through, uh, it almost felt like, have you seen um, uh, Star Trek, uh, The Search for Spock? Uh -uh. The one where he's, okay, well, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to your show probably know Star Trek very well. I mean, uh, I know Star Trek, but I can't relate what that one is, no. Okay, so it's, Spock dies at the end of uh, Star Trek 2, and Star Trek 3 
um, they have left his body on a planet and um, there was this uh, Genesis uh, experiment that was launched onto the planet and what it was a, like a dead planet, like a moon. So the, the Genesis experiment, what it did was it would take an uninhabitable planet and fill it full of life very, very quickly. So there would be like a super fast evolution of life. So because his body was on that planet, he was reborn and he came, you know, he, he started growing and evolving very quickly as well. So, uh, with Balkans every seven years, they go through a growth state that they call Ponfar, which is a quite painful, um, growth spurt that happens, um, you know, physically, mentally, um, the whole nine yards, um, and uh, so I kind of likened it to that. I was like, I feel like I'm in the middle of Ponfar, like I'm like Spock and everything is growing and happening so fast. Um, and it was very uncomfortable. Um, I'm feeling now like I'm settling into it all, but it was, it's been a hard year and I actually had trouble with my marriage and everything because I was so out of sorts. Uh, we had to go to counseling, like it, it was, but I'm feeling so much better now, you know, like everything's starting to simmer, but it, it was difficult, but I knew, I kind of knew that that's what was happening through it all. So I just kind of was like, just have to deep breathe and, and kind of just move through it. That's all you can do. Right. Right. And I, 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 I agree. I think it had to be a reset because we were just, we had to get hit over the head. We were just asleep yeah. at the wheel, all those things, but yeah. I hadn't put together that it is, it is like we, we reverse the seasons and I'm big on reversing things. Cause I you have to see the other side is opposite because it is when you go under the mound, you go into the dark time. That is that inner reflection and stuff. And we literally were stuck in our houses and still yeah. somewhat are. So it's like almost that I, and I just hadn't put together the reversing of the seasons and you're right. And the spirituality growth is great. And of alternative belief systems, I don't even like to call them that, but getting into more spirituality and paganisms and stuff, you know, yeah. we're, might be decades ahead of it, <laughs> but it's good. It's so. Yeah. I think people are really forced to, you know, re-examine things in a completely different way. And um, even though in a lot of ways it sucked, it also means that, um, there's a lot of growth that comes out of it. So you got to look at the bright side, right? Right. Got to look at the bright side. Glass <laughs> <laughs> half full, feed the good wolf. I can list all of them because I was like, yes, but it's our perception where we go with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, the, the ritual thing, cause I, we have be, Beltane is always our famous and we have this huge maypole with like 200 people and always like the funnest. Cause it's just about celebration holiday and yeah, well, let's do a, yeah. you know, a zoom journey session. Yeah, I know it, it was such a letdown. It, it was, was so sad. It was but, so when, sad. but I think when we get back again, it'll, it won't be the old normal. It'll be a new, I believe new and better normal. But I do think we're going to go into like this roaring 20s, this yeah. celebration, just like we did. Oh, my gosh, outside again and to really appreciate it better yeah. and get out and enjoy it. I think it's going oh, to be yeah. great. The level, of, the level of gratitude is just going to be insanely wonderful. Yeah. And, and what I'll say, again, I'm not an astrologer by any means, but as we move into this age of Aquarius from that very Earth-based place we were, Every time we've done this in the past, it's been like a renaissance and a time of creativity and art and science and spirituality yeah. versus the whole right. material world. So we had to go through this. We had to go through this. Yeah, I yeah, I think so, too. So I know that you are a little bit or you I don't know how maybe it's a lot of a bit a paranormal investigator as well. Um, I'm still 
semi-new at it. Um, I, I've been on uh, a whole bunch of investigations and I'm still learning a lot. Um, but uh, I also uh, picked up uh, mediumship uh, a few years ago and I, uh, I, I actually was at uh, a group session with a medium uh, and she was wonderful. And um, uh, she, her name's Maria Halverson and she's from the right on the coast um, in uh, just north of uh, Boston near Salem. Um, and she's amazing, really down to earth, very ethical. Um, obviously not trying to blow smoke, you know what I mean? So um, at the end of the session, uh, I talked to her and I said, you know, do you teach? I, I, you're the one I want to learn from because I've been wanting to find someone to learn from for ages. And I was just like, I know you're the one I want to learn from. So I've been studying with her for a few years and uh, um, it's just been amazing to use those skills it, during the paranormal investigation stuff, you know, so yeah, you have the gadgets and everything, but I don't like you. I don't like using those so much. I especially don't like using the little, the ones that have all the hissy sound. Cause <gasps> I, I have issues with hearing anything above, uh, ambient noise like that. Like I, you know, people would be like, Oh, I heard him say blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, what? All I heard was, <sighs> I, I'm exactly the same. Oh my, I like bought one of those spirit boxes. That's act, I throw it across the room. I don't throw, it's like, I can't. A little talking thing, that's okay. I'm I'm out there with most of my dowsing rods. I, yes, it's like, I, okay, yes. and just talking to spirit. Um. So yeah, and, and since, you know, we go in as the gifted ones and the medium. So that's why I'm brought in. Though what I, I like the other people having the gadgets. Because I remember the first time I, maybe it was on the show, this SLS camera. I, since I was three years old going, okay, the ghost is going, he's going kick left, kick left. And I'm seeing this ghost do that and explaining and everybody's like, whatever. Now in the other room, there's somebody with a camera that I can't even see. And the little green stick ghost is going kick left, kick left. I'm like, that's exactly what I've explained and been seeing. So that I, I like that. Wow, the world's coming together again. Like science and spirituality is coming into yeah. quantum stuff now. Yeah, the medium, yeah, yeah. What the mediums is, are seeing, and the empaths and this and that. Now you can see it on a funny little machine. It's like wow. Yeah. Yeah, I always say to people all the time, I'm like, quantum physics is where science and magic meet. That's where they they merge. Like you know, now there's this way to kind of explain some of this magical stuff that sciencey people can understand and you know give people interested in magic some sense of uh well i'm not nuts because here's some science that corresponds it's really cool they're all coming together coming together coming together i know i, I know so have you noticed again when we've been in this chaos place uh, what i've noticed is too when you go on investigations or even if i'm i'm in a seance mode or spirits have been a little going through their own thing I, maybe i don't know if it's bouncing off reflecting off us but they seem like a little edgy and off kilter too. It's well, I, I think it makes sense that, you know, it, cause their energy affects ours and vice versa. Right. Exactly. And again, it's the smell from ours, a smell to theirs going on to it. But right. uh, yeah, so they're probably wondering what we are doing, but um, yeah, I, and I, I like they're, it. it. They're probably over there helping us out too, you know, like, you know, cause there's a, uh, um, probably, uh, a sense of, um, you know, they know that we're flailing a bit (laughs) and wanting to help us get through, get through it because they can see what's on the other side of it. Yeah. 
And so. they're already reversed in my, <laughs> um, again, I see that as it's just mirror image, everything. So yeah, and they are, and I like that. But a lot of people don't get, especially people who just watch all the TV shows, most most spirits are good. And I'm not even just talking to deities and this and that and God, just most most humans are good. Most ghosts are good. You know, you just yeah. don't get to see that on, on the TV show so much. Right, right. Everyone uh, wants to see the scary ones on TV. Scary <laughs> um, yeah, yeah Marie always says uh, um, that she's never met a spirit she didn't like. Like she's <laughs> been doing mediumship for a really long time, years and years, and and she's never met like a, you know, super evil, dark entity. She's always just, you know, help, just helping and healing and, and um, you know, helping people work through things. But she's, you know, she says she's never met a spirit she didn't like. <laughs> I, I can't say that anymore since doing the TV stuff, but that has been yeah. my truth. That has been my truth my whole life. I was obsessed with it when I was a little kid. I did my first seance at seven or eight in my little suburban home. G good and not ever in a morbid or dark or scary way. Um, until all of a sudden, again, when you're doing a thing and you're having to go into this insane asylum or the Cecil Hotel or the Black Dahlia House. And, you yeah. know, I could say there is a spirit in that Dr. George Hodel, the Black Dahlia murderer, supposed, but he did it. I don't like him. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. like him. There is bad ones out there. But again, as a rule, hum humans are good. We're flawed. We're foibled. We've got all sorts of idiosyncrasies. Yeah. I have a theory that people that uh, suffer very traumatic things in life, um, if they have a psychotic break, that sort of really dark side of their personality can leave that imprint, even if it's not necessarily sort of a, a, a whole spirit, as it were, but um, still that dark sort of entity, the black shadow of people and stuff like that. It's sort of that splinter part of the person is left, you know, imprinted yeah, yeah. on a place. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the, the scent left over from the chocolate chip cookies after you ate all the cookies or the dog poop on your right. shoe. I always say it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. air, but you still smell it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Okay, on uh, with spiritual paths that you've taken, again, very similar, very pagan, very your witch, you claim that thing. What do you think, if people are listening to this, so most people who listen to this are, well, they're, not, they're certainly not all witches by any means, but they're of the spiritual bent in things. Um, what, if somebody's new and listening into this, what do, what do you think you've gotten most out of this change of way of thinking or this, what, that you've been doing for the last dozen years or so? How has it affected your life positively? Well, in oh, so many ways. I mean, I think I always um, knew that this was who I was, even though uh, I really just didn't know that people still practiced any kind of pagan anything, you know, when I was young. And I would be sitting outside in the dead of winter watching the moon come up over the lake and at my parents' house and just like feeling the tingles and, you know, and that was just me. I always got that kind of energy from nature and... Uh, um, but then uh, way later, when I was um, working after college, I started working, the guy that sat next to me at the, you know, I guess it was the third studio that I worked for, um, he mentioned one day that he was a practicing pagan. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, people practice? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. So that was actually not too long before I moved to the U.S. And I had, and, you know, so I ended up finding books and um, uh, different um, I did different research about it and stuff. And then when I, I, so 
between those between then and now living in Massachusetts, I lived in New York City, uh, and even I was even over in Mumbai for um, six months working, uh, and then I moved to Massachusetts with my now husband, and. Um, that was when I decided, well, and I was working from home. Everything was remote. I was teaching remotely. I was doing animation work remotely. So I was like, well, if, if I'm going to meet anybody in the area, I'm going to have to like try and put myself out there somehow. So I started just kind of Googling around and I found uh, this meetup group online that was Pagan Central Massachusetts uh, Pagan mm -hmm. Meetup Group. So I was like, oh, okay. And they had a meetup coming up the next weekend at uh in Salem and I thought well okay I I really want to go to Salem um and uh so I thought okay I'm gonna sign up and, and go totally out of my wheelhouse like mm -hmm. never would I go driving an hour and a half away to a place I'd never been alone and meet up with a bunch of strangers <laughs> you know pagan. so <laughs> pagan strangers um but you know I just felt like I really should and the woman who ran the meetup uh ended up being um my mentor uh, one of my very best friends, uh, my teacher, she's the high priestess of our coven. Um, and she's, you know, like a big sister. She's just a, an amazing, amazing person. And um, she has brought so much into my life. And I have to say that part of the reason why uh, everything has been so positive for me is because she isn't a very, <clears throat> a very rigid kind of like there are some traditions that are extremely rigid with um, rituals and uh, um, rules and things like that. And she's not she's, you know, of the more eclectic and she's very interested in, um, you know, uh, following uh, whatever is resonating and, and all that, which is perfect for me. If, if it was one, of, if it was a tradition if, that I had stumbled into that was very rigid I probably would have run screaming right. from Wicca just the way church because I don't like all of that stuff <laughs> you know I don't like that um so I, I would have to say that uh the ability to really um um study myself and um study my connection with spirit and my connection with nature and um find the connection to energy and healing work and um, all of that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's everything that I've always wanted to connect to um, on that, you know, more mystical level of things. I always yeah. knew it was out there, you know? So uh, it's just been fantastic to find all of that. And, and not to mention the people that I've met um, through, going to open rituals and things like that too. And uh, classes that people are running um, just the best people, wonderful people. Yeah. 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 Like I, I agree with you hundred percent on all of that. Um, and I do think it's in the blood. I think we're drawn to it. I think it's in the blood. I believe in witch blood. I believe it's just like whatever that is, wherever it comes from, certain people are just drawn there, but we are people who aren't just going to be sheep and follow because somebody tells us what to do. You know, even the more ceremonial, the more rigid ones, it's still, it's like coming from your truth, which. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with no. the ones that are more ceremonial at all. It's just not for me. No, me too. I'm exactly the same. Again, I'm not, I'm not even enough to, to claim a specific way of being or a number. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love a good ritual. I do. Um, 
I especially love creating them because of my theater background. So like when I put together a ritual, I make it an entire experience. I mean, I've got like everything, the, the sounds, the smells, the everything. Mm -hmm. And as it should be, again, it's experiential. That's where we mm -hmm. want to go into these other worlds. So yeah. I think that I've got the theatrical background as well. It all puts it together mm -hmm. versus I'm going to go sit in a chapel or a church or a temple and just sit there and listen like, ha, ah, I would go, I would go to sleep. But yeah. when I would, I would, I would go to sleep and you, it's hard to go to sleep during a good pagan ritual. Even That's a, right. It's hard to participating. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you, do you have a most magical thing that's ever happened to you or enlightening or spiritual thing, whether within your practice or within experience? Uh, I, you know what? It's, I think stuff happens fairly often, especially over this past year. It's been pretty crazy. Um, uh, I, I met a spirit guide in a meditation. Just, I was, I was just lying in bed and, and you know, I thought, okay, tonight as I go to sleep, I'm going to put it out there to ask if this was, this is one of the big things, learning how to ask for help yes. from spirit. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's such a revelation. You have to ask, you can't you expect to, ask. It to yeah. just come. Right. So, um, I asked to meet a spirit guide. Uh, I know a couple of my spirit guides, um, but uh, I wanted to meet um, one that I didn't know. So, you know, that I wasn't aware of. So I, I put it out there to meet the spirit guide. And so as I was laying there, just breathing with my eyes closed, this figure appears and um, uh, he, she, they, it was a they, it was a they and a them. Couldn't tell by looking at them if it was, if, you know, that was male or female. And, and uh, I asked, and they said, does it really matter? And then laughed hysterically, thought it was hilarious. Everything that, that I get from this person or this spirit, this guide um, is always followed by joy, laughing, smiling, like everything is very funny. And the mm. answers are always so simple that come from this person, this spirit. They're always like one or two words and they're so poignant and so simple. And it's like, oh, you know, like that's it's beautiful. Amazing. That's it's good. Amazing. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. We do tend to complicate things in life, everything in life. So sometimes we need that yeah. guidance. And I asked that I asked them for their name. And the, the answer that I got was um, uh, Kate which is interesting because uh, one of the uh, gods in um, the movie Moana, the animated movie Moana, um, the, uh, that sort of uh, base um, ancient, ancient creature that's made of like lava rock and everything is called uh, Teka. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting that this was the reverse of that. But yeah, it, it made a connection for me that that was the name I was given, you know, so that's like it, and that movie actually is a, a huge, huge. It's one of the ones that really speaks to me big time. <laughs> you know, I love that. Today. My spiritual path is animation. I like that. Um, <laughs> and Kate also very close to Hecate. So it could have versions of you got a Hecate yep. with it yep. too, which uh, is nice. Yeah. You know, and you know, I didn't even consider that, but thank you. That's a, that's an interesting thought too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
if you had advice for your 13 year old self, because I have a, a lot of young audience, weirdly a lot, because I do a lot with awesomeness TV and I do a lot with influencers and things lately of, of yep. all ages, but I have one just moved into my neighborhood. I think she just turned 12. It's like, oh my gosh. So if you, if you had, again, about life in general, it doesn't even have to be spirituality or what, if you had any advice for your, your 12 or 13 year old self or any of my, my beautiful young people listening, what would it be? Um, well, a couple of things, um, thinking about where I was in life at 13, um, don't be afraid to just own who you are and, you know, be okay with that and not feel like you're less than in some way. Like, you know, it's, it's so, it's so hard at that age because you're just coming into, uh, puberty and, um, kids are mean to each other. And, you know, it's, it's a really hard time emotionally just because of the hormone fluctuations. Like I'm going in the opposite direction now in perimenopause and I sort of like reliving, uh, adolescence, <laughs> which is kind of scary, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it reminded me, it's reminding me actually of that emotional fluctuation that happens when you're a teenager, a young teenager. Funny. Maybe um, that's what I no, maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just if if you if you just love who you are and just own who you are, then the people who matter are gonna love you. The people who matter are gonna love you. The ones who don't don't matter. Right. And and that's the and then the the other thing I would mention um, to them is. Um, do not play with Ouija boards unless you have been trained properly how to use that divination tool. <laughs> Very good. Because I had some experiences at that age with Ouija boards <laughs> that I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, see, it's because of my just born in me, I always knew that this was our realm of existence. I still believe that. For, and the other side really has to play by our rules unless we give them power over us. We usually do give them power over this or we get angry, which would feed it or fearful, which would feed it or just like, ah, let it take over. But I've been yeah. using the same Ouija board since I was a little kid. But yes, I think it should not be sold in toy stores. It should be no. an adult game. And I think that the in instruction should be completely opposite. You know, this is not a game. This is a portal. And and in yeah. this instructions are pretty easy. Just be you know, set your intent, set your ward, set your protection and be very specific about who you let in. You know, right. you don't just open the door to your home and go, anybody come in, serial killer next door. Yep. The same thing with that. Um, but I don't see how, again, because it was this big game from, I don't know, whatever decades it came up. Yeah, people, I know so many people have had such scary Ouija stories. I never had a scary Ouija story until... Um, I think last year I got stupid. I forgot to set my wards because I got lazy for a second and I was taping. <laughs> I, I got lazy. I was, I was with somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't set my parameters, my wards, come what's in my, the friend I was with wanted me to, she talked to her friend on the Ouija board, like, like picking up your cell phone. It was insane. The information that we got and she got. And we were wait, waiting because we were, somebody was coming over. We were doing one of those crime drama seances and associated press um, Associated Press reporter was coming over, and then we were going to talk about that dang Black Dahlia house. And so all that energy was there, that George Hodel energy was there. Talking to her friend, I, I just like, okay, pulled out the Ouija board, didn't do anything correctly, didn't do... All of a sudden, 
this thing came up. I was like thrown into my chair. I heard the crack, 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 nobody behind. And I start sliding down to the floor. And, and my, my friend is like, are you okay? I'm like, no. And I always say I'm okay. I could have my head cut off. Like I'm fine. It's a scratch. Like, uh -uh. <laughs> no, no. I'm. And um, this invisible, horrible creature thing, which I knew exactly who it was. The second he did it, I saw literally, I thought I broke my ribs, but he ripped the cartilage off my ribs and floating ribs. I had to go to, I had to go to urgent care. So oh yeah, Ouija God. boards can be dangerous. It, you know, it took me decades and decades and decades to have a bad experience and it was all my fault. So you're right. Know what you're doing and kids shouldn't have them. You know, a kid, you need adult supervision who an adult yeah. who knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yes. And of course, when you're that age, you want to uh, try and mess with the bad ones too. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So what was your experience? Did. What was your experience? Was it, if it's anything you want to talk about? Um, well, it wasn't during the Ouija board session, but of course we didn't know how to close it down properly, how to open it properly. We didn't know how to do protection and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I just was starting to feel like really like that skin crawling, somebody's watching me thing a lot. Um, and uh, one day um, I woke up, uh, I had a um, an embroidery in a frame up above my bed. My, my I think my grandma made it. And it was the uh, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had a little angel on it. It was very cute. Um, so it was up above my bed. So, um, after I had been having this, you know, weird, dark feeling and, and feeling antsy stuff, um, for uh, a while, I woke up one day and beside me on the bed was the, the prayer. It was, mm -hmm. it, it was big. It was like this big. Um, and it was placed right beside me face up and it was straight and, and perfectly placed. Right. And so that freaked me out because I'm like, how did this get off the wall? And how did it not wake me up if it fell down? Because it was right above the bed. And so I put it back up on the wall and, you know, I tried, I laid in bed and I tried moving my arms and stuff to see if I could have knocked it off in my sleep. And I couldn't get it to even fall off the wall. Um, so the fact that even if it did fall off, there it was perfectly placed and face up. I mean, I think if it fell, it probably would have, you know, yeah. gone face down. And, but this was in the, the top end would have been that way at the foot of the bed, but it was the other way around. It was like someone picked it up off the wall and put it down beside me. So uh, I took that as a really, really scary warning. Good. Yeah. So do you think that that was a negative spirit that did that or a positive spirit that put that there to protect you? That is a good question. Um, it possibly, it, I, you know what, I, I thought it was a, at the time, I thought it was a negative spirit because that's what we were messing with. But, um, I, you could be right. Make, you know, perhaps, uh, that was done by one of my guides or something, uh, in response to that negative entity being around me that I was getting antsy about, you know, maybe that's what that was. That's a really good way of looking at it. I hadn't thought of it that way. I felt right away because you, how you explained it was love, how it was made by your a relative, your grandma, how it had an angel. It's a, now a, a protection prayer. And it wasn't upside down. It wasn't flipped over backwards. It was right there next to you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's yeah. So and it was face up. So, yeah, that and makes sense. Face up. So I think it came into like 
you you can't get her. You can't get her. She's protected. Yeah, could be. It could be. And it's it's interesting too because I find that um, when I go on paranormal investigations, um, people who say certain locations are like always really quite active. Uh, places I've been to, they'll be like, wow, this is the quietest it's ever been. And I'm like, <laughs> I think that my protection sometimes is like too much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, I have to actually um, uh, sort of give permission to allow that stuff to happen around me. Like I, when I, I was doing a, a show with uh, Sam Baltrusis um, mm. where we were in Salem and he started getting taken over by something really dark and since so there's this dark entity in Salem that always follows him around and I could see him changing and it was very it was very scary I was like whoa that's not Sam so I threw up this crystal shield I do this thing that I that I, I have crystal shield and I, I I was walking behind him and the camera people so I just silently did it I was walking and he was getting all very angry and and getting very uh tense with the the uh producers of the show and so I, I expanded the crystal shield around all of us. And he was just like, came out of it, like, you know, very quickly. And he was like, oh, it was taking me over. And I said, and it just went away. And I said, well, I put the crystal shield up. And he was like, thank you. So I come to find out the next morning, I realized that I've got this big bite mark on the back of my right leg, like right behind my knee. And it's like, there's actually two incisors that punctured the skin and it was scabbed over, it was just scabbed over. So you knew it was fresh. And then the bottom part of, uh, it like looked like teeth mark bruises and wow. like sort of a semicircle. So I called Sam and I, I, well, I texted him and I was like, Sam, and I took pictures of it and I showed him, I'm like, I think I got bit. And he was like, oh, that thing got really mad at you when you put up the crystal shield, you know? <laughs> and I said, that really resonates. I think that's what happened. And, um, but, you know, just like, I think I just have this, um, natural protection ability and, um, I like that actually, yeah. but it's nice to be able to, you know, have that confidence too. Yeah, I, I agree. I have it too. So I have to be careful not to, to overprotect going into something I do. Yeah. And, and again, cause I've always had it. I I can't tell you how much Sam has told me about the crystal grid of protection. I did not realize that was you. He said his yeah. beautiful friend, his beautiful witch friend. And I, he may have said your name, but I never put it together until right now. It's like, of course. And you really affected him both in his spirit and what you did protection wise and just everything about him. That's his, his go-to now. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I've shared it with a, a lot of people. And we have uh, an empath group on uh, Facebook. And I shared it there with everybody too. just, you know, just to, to help people uh, ward off, you know, a lot of negativity and stuff. Um, so that they can live a normal life when right. you're empath, it can be hard when you're yeah when you're an empath when you're gifted when you see things i i i also have a very on off switch and a dimmer switch i'm like oh no go away um so that's, does it work i don't know that i don't huh that's something i'm learning from maria actually the the on off switch she ah. she describes it as an open sign and a closed sign above oh her that's head. good i look at it old-fashioned it works great i do it as a literally old-fashioned on off Switch. I know some mediums and, and gifts people use a, like a door, close the door, open the door. I use the term the veil because that's lifting and closing the veil. But it, you, you need it. You need it. The more you get into this world, the more the veil is thinning in this world. Um, 
And it makes both sides better. It makes our mundane life day to day so you don't have to talk to people's dead mothers in the grocery store. And it makes that when you switch on life so much stronger. Again, like in craft, if you cross your besom, this side of the besom is this, this side is that. So everybody needs an on-off switch. And people who yeah. don't get wiggy, you start seeing it. They start yep. those worlds merging too, not in a good way. Right. And like Sam, uh, you know, sometimes... You, you, bad things can affect you in ways that you don't want. <laughs> yeah, and he's such a sweet guy. So I don't know yeah. your particular method. I use lots of different methods. So does this, in this crystal, does it protect you both from other side negative and humans? <laughs> like cranky um, people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, anything that's malevolent, um, but it allows benevolent energy in. Beautiful. So it just keeps out the bad, but lets in the good. Good. I work yeah. with mirror energy, very similar to that. Yeah. My, my son actually came up with the chant. Um, and this was years ago. He was like five, maybe. Um, and he just like came up to me one day and he said, mom, uh, I just, I just learned this. And he started doing the chant. Uh, and he said he did it three times and he stopped and he kind of sang it and it was like, <laughs> where did you get that from? And it wasn't English, you know, it was just sounds. And, and I said, you know, where did you get that? And he said, uh, from the universe. And I said, so I take it very seriously. When young kid comes up with something like that and says the universe gave it to him, I know that's where it came from. Yeah. So yeah. I said, oh, and what does it mean? And he said, it means rise crystal shield. Wow. Ooh, goosebumps and, again. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I use to, uh, to raise the, the crystal shield. I visualize a, a small crystal small round crystal in my hands and I, um, I inhale and draw, um, I draw, uh, energy from the universe, from, uh, spirit and from mother earth, you know, from both directions. And, and then I blow it into the crystal shield and I expand, I just see it in my mind. I expand it all, you know, however big you want to make it, there's no limits, right? You can, it can go anywhere. Um, and I said, and I say that, that chant and, I mean, I've done it at rituals and uh, people have caught it on film and you see, you see like swirly, you know, kind of, uh, it's almost like cloudy, but it's not smoke. Um, and in a situation where there was none of that physically happening in the space, like it wasn't physically there. And then, you know, so you're just taking pictures and it's just showing up while I'm rising, uh, setting up for um, uh, putting up the crystal shield and, and pushing it around us. And then once it's all all out past where the camera was, then the next picture, you couldn't see it anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's like, really, really, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a really, really powerful thing. It's amazing. And I so um, I, I'm very grateful to my little guy for sharing that with me. Out of the mouth of babes, like they yeah, say. Yeah, I know. They're very open and they just have, there's a lot of wisdom that you can yeah. get from them if you're willing to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children, they're they're our future. Ha, heard that before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, it's, it's great seeing this new younger generation and how they're coming into and what this world they're coming into. So anyway, I can't believe time is flying by. So I think we're getting... Close to the end, how do people find you? If people go, oh, we like this girl, whether it's for animation or what? Do you what do you have public presences and things or tell us? Um, not I mean, I have a Facebook page. Um, I have I'm on uh Twitter. Um and um 
I mean, it's just my name, Dana Mass, on on Facebook and uh, on Twitter. I'm I tweet at Killer Jellybean, but it's kind of truncated. Uh, K L R B N. <laughs> I think it's the it's just the consonants. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that is good. Um, and any last words for well, first for artists, for um, budding artists or animators. Anybody that is, is just getting started in the field or just learning, you know, it, it, it can be very frustrating. It's a, a very difficult craft, whether you're naturally talented or not. Um, and just my experience is that persistence is the key. You just, if, if it's what you want to do, if you love it, if you're, you know, if it's your passion, then just be persistent because um, you're going to get turned down from, from, you know, 10 studios for every one studio that wants to hire you. It's just, it's just the way it is, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of um, work available these days because there are so many um, studios that have online streaming services and things now uh, and developing their own original content, Amazon, Netflix. I mean, it's there's so much more now for that than there was before. So um, the possibilities are really endless. It's an amazing time to become an animator right now, I would say. Thank you so much. Any other last words of wisdom that you want to have? When it comes down to it, it's all about love. Nothing wiser than that. Thank you very, very much. So everybody, this is Dana Masson. Masson? Dana Masson. Uh, I get, because my Negri people get wrong all the time too. Dana Masson, you can find her and she is Killer Jellybean, wherever you can find that as well. And she's on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and you are listening to this, The Witching Hour. And I'm Patty Negri on Podbean, on Ghostbox, and all sorts of fabulous places. So come back next week. And thank you again, Dana. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs>